pilot. That's what we want to do here. We want to create awareness about choices that we make. Going to the same old place might be one way to choose a venue. Another way to choose a venue might be to consider who else is going on this journey with you. Nowadays, everybody is, is hyper-concerned about this category of food and that category of food. Some people are watching on the fat. Some people are watching the carbs. Some people have allergies, etc., etc., etc. We certainly want to take that into account when choosing a venue. The other people that we're going to be dining with. Another thing we want to take into account is just like I was talking about the woman that eats the fried mozzarella sticks. If we know that fried mozzarella sticks, for example, are one of our weaknesses, are one of those things that we can't resist if we see them on a menu, we might, when choosing a restaurant, want to opt for a restaurant that does not serve fried mozzarella sticks so that we won't be tempted. And I'm just using that, obviously, as an example. You could substitute anything that, that you have a weakness for, that perhaps you're trying to create mindfulness around or reduce the consumption of. At the same time, when making sure that there are limited unhealthy choices, we want to make sure that there are healthy choices available. It's kind of difficult to eat healthily if we go to a place that doesn't have any healthful options. We'd want to make sure that there are healthful options that are available and ones that we like. Just some things to think about when choosing a venue instead of just kind of being an automatic pilot as so many of us do in many, many areas of our life, not just eating out and not just around food, but, but in any, any other areas of our life. The more mindfulness that we can create around how we're making choices in life, then really what we're doing is we're living our life as opposed to being led through our life. Before we begin our evening out, I want to give you another example of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about creating mindfulness in making choices and creating mindful behavior. I, for a long time, lived in Manhattan, and, you know, being in Manhattan, you have the, the great opportunity to visit with a lot of people because everybody has to come to Manhattan at some point in their life, and so it's a never-ending flow of visitors, often. And one particular time, I met friends for dinner, and um, they were in town from, from another part of the country. They had been bebopping around the city for a couple of days, and I met them at the restaurant, and although we had dinner reservations, we had to wait for 10 or 15 minutes for a table. So the hostess suggested we could sit in the bar where there were some nice comfy chairs, a little table in the middle with a little bowl of peanuts. And as my friend was excitedly telling me about their day, they had gone to the Statue of Liberty, they had gone here, they had gone there. And I'm listening, very you know, interested in, in her explanation of their day. All the while, I'm watching her put the hand in the bowl of peanuts and put a handful of peanuts in her mouth, and on and on as she's continuing her story. And I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a big, a big observer of people, so I'm just observing her behavior. I'm not, of course, saying anything. And, you know, a couple minutes later, of course, we get seated at our table, and then, lo and behold, comes that big bread basket, gets plunked right down in the middle of the table, we're waiting for our menus, waiting for the wait waiter to come over. And meanwhile, she takes out a roll and, you know, cuts it in half and puts it in butter, puts butter on it and eats it. And then we're deciding what we're going to eat. The waiter comes and takes our order and takes the menus away. 
And she proceeds to, you know, help herself to another roll with butter and, and eat it. And again, I am not passing judgment on eating peanuts or eating bread or eating butter or eating any particular food. My point is that at the end of the evening, if she then went back to her hotel and was telling one of her friends at home about her day and, oh, I went to the Statue of Liberty, et cetera, et cetera. I met my friend Brenda for dinner. Oh, where'd you go? What'd you have? Oh, we went to this great fish restaurant. I had fish and a salad. Exactly the point being that there would be no recollection of a half a bowl of peanut and two rolls with butter. Why? Because they were eaten mindlessly. When we eat things mindlessly, we don't often even remember that we're eating them. They don't come into the tally. Who knows what we're really eating on a daily basis when we have mindless behavior?